And good morning. Andy's taking the day off today. And as we mentioned early this morning, our friend Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist for Linda's Construction, is going to be in studio. He is indeed uh, helping us out here this morning. Look, good to see you again. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I, I don't want to limit it to, uh, to decks and decking, but as you know, because you've been in the business a while, uh, people love their decks around here. Absolutely. And for, for, for good reason. So if you have any kind of a decking question, uh, Luke has built his own house. He can answer other uh, construction type of questions as well. Uh, so we won't have to limit it if you have another type of question. But, boy, if you have a question concerning your deck, how to clean it, how to build it, uh, whatever, taking care of it, staining it. Uh, call us or text us. That uh, number is the same. The phone number is the same as the text number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. I, I was just thinking, knowing uh, yesterday I'm looking at my deck, our old deck. It is old. How old is it? It's got to be 20. No, no, let's see. Yeah, it's got to be close to about 19 years old for the okay. most part. Two okay. parts. Now, somebody out there in CCO land wants uh, to call Lindis, call you, say, hey, I'm thinking about uh, getting rid of this old deck and bringing it, or maybe I've always wanted a deck and I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Can you, does Lindis go out there and help them design that? You guys do the, all that work up front first? Absolutely. A lot, a lot of times it's... We, they want to change the old deck. They bought the house, and maybe the deck has been there for a while, and it's on their list of things to do, and they want to change it or replicate it. It it usually involves some sort of a design phase. Most times we're not just rebuilding what's exactly there. So, yep, that's all part of our consultation. We help help design. And like other things, if somebody needs roofing, windows, whatever, that first visit, always free. Always free. Yeah. All right, 651-989-9226. We're talking, again, uh, decks. If you have a question about that, just because we're taking advantage of Luke's expertise in that uh, particular department. Um, I'm looking at, uh, speaking of that, this just came in a text to Luke. We recently used Penafin to stain our deck. We don't think we can do a second coat as it would just beat up like water. But is there anything we can do in a high-traffic area or... Uh, railing top to make it last longer. Uh, is that, I'm trying to picture that, uh, beating up. So the wood's saturated with the penifin, and, and so they can still see. I think I understand. It doesn't look dried out. It doesn't look cracked. Um, so it's it's sufficient. Uh, I, I You can tell when you go to tr- try a second coat that it doesn't want to soak in at all. Yeah. You don't need to put you it don't on. Need it. You don't need it. You don't need to put it on. So I would say no. Can you spot treat areas that have excessive wear and tear? Sure. You don't have to redo the whole deck. Uh, it's more of a challenge to get it to look even, of course, to feather yeah. it in. But um, and I don't know what the rail cap means uh, in the question. But uh, certainly, if the, if what we're hearing here is the tops, a lot of decks have a flat. Two by six or a two by four running around the top of the railing mm-hmm. to kind of cap off the railing sure. and connect the posts. It's a popular style of building a railing twenty years ago, and that rail cap weathers way faster than the po- the wood posts underneath it or the sides or the balusters. So that often needs to be treated twice as often as the sides of the railing. So I think that might be what they're referring to. And you can certainly just do the top of the railing without doing the rest of the railing. 
Well, as you know, I've used penafin. That's what I did initially. Yeah. And uh, I, I did not have to put on a second coat, but I, we did do a brightener conditioner. Okay. But I know I could have without stripping it. That's one thing I like about that, that particular product. Yeah, it doesn't seem to flake off. Uh, no, so you don't yeah, have a lot of surface prep. You clean the deck well. You can recoat it. It's not a mir- I want people to understand. Penafin, none of these things are miracle cures for no, lasting 20 no, no, years. No, no, no. Any time it's, it's wood, uh, it's going to require that routine na- maintenance. All right. Uh, especially today for, because of Luke's presence, if you have a deck-type question related, call us or text us. Let's go to the phones, Luke. Uh, John, I believe, is calling from Montgomery. Uh, John, go ahead. You're on CCO, John. Yeah, I started out with one question uh, as far as cleaning a wood deck, and then as I think about it, I come up with more questions. Um, it seems like I've had better luck with my own homemade deck washing stuff than, than buying stuff. Um, I've kind of neglected the railing. Before, my deck looks really good. Took good care of that. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the railing, so I have stuff growing on it, possibly because it's under trees. Um, one question is, uh, what would you suggest, if anything, for making your own deck wash? I kind of forgot how I did it before. Hmm. Well, that's a good question, John. I, I know that you can. Most of these... Uh, uh, Solutions that you buy contain some element of uh, of detergent that has bleach, a little bit of bleach in it. They have a little bit of mildicide. They have a little bit of pesticide in there to prevent um, and deter bugs. And the proportions of it is what I couldn't tell you. But I, I could just about guarantee you that some element of bleach and water is the basic foundation for cleaning and stopping algae and, and mildew growth. So that that's what I if I was if I had to figure this out at home I'd be I'd be on Google going all right what's a good deck you know what is the proportion because that's going to be the trick because if you put too much bleach in there that could be bad you know certainly plants and things around the deck so um, it's just the proportion a lot of the solutions that you buy require that you dilute them with water um, and mix or they come in a granular solution did you Danny you use a, a did you use a penafin Stuff no, that can, it, no, it was a bare product. It was a bare yeah, product. So it was already liquid. You just uh, you didn't dilute it at all. No, 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 not at all. It was ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So they, it, you really got to pay attention. Some of them are concentrated. You need to dilute them, uh, and some of them, you know, you just dump them in your sprayer and get after it. So it depends. It comes in a lot of different forms, and sometimes they're multiple steps. Like they'll have a, a one or two or a three step system that you use. Penafin has that as well, but. Uh, I don't. I don't have the magic formula for sure, but I'm guessing maybe vinegar. <laughs> that could be. Yeah, it seems like you can clean anything with vinegar. But John, you, John's going to have to do a little chemistry experiment right. there with uh, uh, to bring back what he did before, possibly. Take notes. Take notes. <laughs> Call us. Let us. Know. It's great, yeah. though. I, I mean, that's. I love the home recipe stuff. I mean, that is really handy. Um, it's it's fantastic. my mom used to always wash windows with vinegar and water and newspaper. Oh, absolutely, it worked fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. we did buy Windex. Yeah, grapes. Get the cheap stuff. Yeah, vinegar. All right, John. Good luck with that. Yeah, Luke said, let us know if you come up with a ratio of uh, these different different elements. Uh, let us know if you found something that uh, that works. Tell you what, let's do. I tell you what, Dave has been waiting there in Maple Grove to ask uh, Luke a question. Thank you, Dave. What is what's your question for Luke? Well, good morning. I uh, have, have a 10 by 10 patio that we want to extend out a few feet in each direction, and I'm hiring a contractor to 
uh, lay down a deck on top of it, you know, so it just lays on top of it, not elevated in any manner. And I'm just wondering, are there do's and don'ts about that that I need to be mindful of as an owner? Is, is it going to accumulate dirt that I need to be able to clean out periodically? Are there risk of rodents accumulating, you know, getting in there and stuff like that? Good question, Dave. And I run into this from time to time when people want to build decks in their backyard, but they don't have enough height between the the threshold of their door and the ground. There's just not room for a deck, but they want a deck. Um, Your patio that you have, Dave, is that, what is a patio made out of? Is it concrete? Concrete. And the concern was that we'd have to do, it would cost so much to dig down extra footings in the clay and all that to to extend it out. Yeah. So there there are no, when it's detached from the house, you can't, can't, the rules are you can't attach this, we call that a floating deck. So it's going to sit and it's going to float. It's going to raise up and down as the ground freezes and thaws and moves, which is okay as long as it's not physically attached to your house. So rule number one, you cannot you cannot fasten this to your house. This, other than that, you're free to do what you want. Which it, When we do these floating decks or at my own house or at a cabin, I'm going to put down uh, 0.6 treated lumber. And, and 0.6 treated lumber is, is, is lumber that is approved for in direct ground contact. So it can sit there and be sit rest right on the dirt or right next to the ground, and it, it'll, it'll last. I would not use, for sure, I would not use cedar decking on something that sits that close to the ground, primarily because it doesn't get a chance to dry out and whatnot. So you want to use a, either a treated wood or a cellular PVC deck board. And, and uh, ground composites that have wood flour in them, I, I wouldn't want to use there either. To prevent stuff from growing up and whatnot, you can put some, uh, if you want to lay some plastic down, if there's big cracks in the concrete or something like that, you can do that. But it, when you're going or in the area that is maybe beyond the concrete that's actually dirt because it, it stinks when weeds and stuff want to grow up beneath there. But as long as you put it right down tight to the ground, you shouldn't have any issue with uh, critters getting underneath it. Um, and they, they work just just fabulous. Uh, it can be a challenge to get it all nice and level, um, but uh, there's really, beyond that, that's about it. Good to go. All right. Luke, hang on. We're going to take a bit of a break here. If you're just joining us, Luke Panic, the deck and porch specialist with Linda's Construction, is helping you out today. Call in your question, especially if you have a deck or decking kind of question, 651-989-9226. That number holds true for the uh, text as well. Same number, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show brought to us by our friends at Linda's Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch with those folks? We always tell you that the uh, 800 number is the easiest. 1-800-LEAFGUARD is, uh, is the number. Luke Panic is in this filling in for Andy today. He is the uh, deck and port specialist with Linda's Construction. Uh, how how is it going with that? I haven't asked you that even off the air. Uh, how busy are you guys and your crews, Luke, uh, Luke about uh, getting people's decks built? We're going strong. We've got a lot of decks going on in a lot of different cities, a couple of porches going on. Um, we're very busy, as usual, this time of the year. Typical yeah. backlog that we have. You know, we're into the fall, possibly spring with our scheduling, but it's very busy still. Very popular item uh, for our company is to get people outside their house. 
And you have told us in the past that uh, by far, far and away the majority of people are, are doing low maintenance type debt. Yeah, some sort of synthetic floor is, yeah. is pretty common. Probably seventy-five to eighty percent of them, I would say. All right. Uh, I tell you what, let's go back to the phones. If you have a, especially today, you don't have to limit it to a deck question, but if you uh, do, uh, Luke's the guy you want to chat with. 651-989-9226. There is a line open. And keep in mind, that uh, number is the same for your text questions for Luke as well. Uh, let's see. Mike is calling from Lakeville, I believe. Mike, what is your question for Luke? Yes, good morning. 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 Three years ago, my son put a cedar deck on his cabin. Right away he applied uh, a, a solid deck stain and acrylic stain. The next year right away it started to peel. Then yeah. he applied uh, an oil stain over the top of it. Yeah. And it looks good for a while and then uh, now it's, it, it, it's bubbling up and peeling again. Yeah. What's the best solution for that? Well, that that that's a problem. The the Mike, what happens is when you put an acrylic down on a floor, it's it's always going to peel like that. There's they're just not meant for surface wear and tear. Um, and then you put an oil base over the top of it. Um, it, the the oil base can't get to the wood because that that latex or acrylic material is is like putting a you put a plastic you put a plastic baggie over the deck and now you've poured some stain out so it can't get through there so it's going to continue to do this you've got to get that all the way back off that cedar deck and I would sand it to get it back Denny can just speak to <laughs> to doing that it's not an easy job but it's really if you do it especially with only three year old cedar it's going to look gorgeous oh well once yeah. you do that. You got to get it back to raw wood and get all that material off, and then put down, um, you know, a semi-transparent stain of some sort. That in, in most most of the time, your best products are going to be oil-based or anything that has a mineral spirit solvent is going to be the best for a surface uh, like that outside. So, got to get it clean. Got to get it all off. There's there's just no shortcut that's going to work for that's that. That's really true. Sanding is the answer. Yes, for sure. Yes. All right, good luck with with your son, Mike. 651-989-9226. You had mentioned just a bit ago the phrase treated lumber. Here's a text that says, Our two decks will not hold paint. The wood is, quote, treated lumber. Any advice? Would stain last longer than paint? It kind of goes back to that same thing. Yeah, and, 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 and treated wood is real finicky on when is it okay to put a a product on it. When you get when you go to the store, Denny, you go down to uh, Home Depot and buy a treated two by ten or a treated two by six and build a deck out of it. When you bring it to your house, it has about seventy percent moisture. Wow, that much! So if yeah, if you pick up a board that weighs uh, you know fifty pounds, you know thirty pounds of it is wa- water. And so mm-hmm. what happens when that, if you try to put a product on it too soon, it's got, it, it, all the cells are swelled up. There's no room for that. So it's got to dry out before it'll accept that. So you should actually che- test that wood with a moisture meter. You can buy a moisture meter. It has two little prongs on it. You want to see that moisture down below 10%, 8%, 4%, anything you know, that will allow it to take on some, some, some material. And... The only way around that is if you buy kiln-dried material. You can buy kiln-dried treated lumber now that's newly available. This hasn't been available for very long, but they've actually taken the treated wood, put it in a kiln, removed the moisture, and then they sell it to you. Uh-huh. So it's much more stable, ready to go 
and you can stain it quicker. But even cedar, you need to make sure the moisture content is is appropriate for staining before you do it. So I'm, that's, I'm guessing, what happened here. I know you. we constantly get, and you have too all the time, people saying, well, Luke, what do you say? If I, bu- I built a cedar deck, how long do I wait yeah. to to stain? Do I wait a whole couple of seasons? Yeah. And what do you tell them? I, I, no. The answer is don't wait a couple don't of seasons. Don't wait. Absolutely okay. not. I, I, I would want to do I – would, I would build the, the deck in the spring – and probably middle of summer, I'd give it a month or two, and that wood is going to be dried out adequately oh, okay. if it hasn't rained a lot. Right. But it's still, if you're not sure, test it with a moisture meter. Look at what the what it says on the can of what you're using, what the moisture content of the wood might need to be, or ask your Sherwin-Williams expert or Hirschfield and, and, and know the moisture content of that wood. The problem with waiting is that you let that surface decay and you let that beautiful cedar turn gray, the gray, UV yeah. rays turn gray. Now you got to do a brightener conditioner to get it back. <laughs> That's right. So uh, just th- that's what I look at. And you can always try some product on on a, on a stair tread off on the corner, put it on one board. Does it soak in? Does it not? If it penetrates good right away, just keep going. If you don't have a moisture meter, that's the old eye test of is it taking the stain yeah. or is it not? But it doesn't take long because you think about it, all this lumber was put in a bundle and then it's put in a shed in the shade for how long? And then... You know, maybe it's been there for six months, and then we bring it out and we spread it all out over the yard and put gaps in between them. So now it's 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 drying, just mm-hmm. like we. So it doesn't take long for that to dry out. Interesting. All right, Luke, hang on. We're going to take a break here. We've got about another half hour of the show to go. If you have, a, especially any kind of a decking question, now Tom, Tom, you're going to be next on the phone. Uh, and there is one line open: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text number, as I said, is the same number: six five one nine eight nine. Nine two two six. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show brought to us by Lindus Construction. Uh, Luke Panic from Lindus. He's the deck guy, deck and port specialist with Lindus, answering your questions today. Here's your chance if you have any kind of a deck or decking question. Uh, call it in or text it in. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. Luke, we promised uh, promise Tom that he would be uh, first up here calling. Tom, what is your question for Luke? Hello, Tom. Tom has taken his leave. So in the meantime, we've got... No, no I'm here. Oh, I'm here. oh you're there. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so I have 800 square feet of cedar deck. Um, I sanded the deck completely down to raw wood, used a belt sander. Then I went to one of the reputable uh, suppliers of uh, decking product. And it, the decking uh, product that I put on um, completely failed after three months. They came out and looked at it, and they said to me that I sanded the deck with too fine of uh, sandpaper, and that's why the penetration did not happen. Have you ever heard that before? It, it almost, in the in the painting world, we'd call that mill glaze, uh, where it closed the pores of the wood. It is certainly, Tom, unusual. Um, I can't. I, that is unusual for that to happen on cedar, because cedar is a pretty soft porous wood. You expect that from hardwoods uh, more so than a soft wood like cedar. So that does surprise me. It does surprise What was the product that you used? S-T-O-R-M, Storm. Storm. I haven't heard of that. Well, it's sold by Hirschfields. Okay. I didn't want to say it. I didn't oh, want to that's, say it. that's okay. No, no. no, it's okay. <laughs> We're all it, friends. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, and that's really disheartening, Tom, because doing what you did, sanding that, that's a big job and it's the right way to do it and so you have expectations that it's going to work well but honestly three years 
is pretty typical for products to yeah. last. Uh, yeah, more than three months, all right. Oh, I thought oh, you yeah. said. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it's three yeah, months. Yeah. Now, yeah, no. Tom, what was, what was the grit that you used? Yeah, how fine a sandpaper did you use? I, I, I want to say it was maybe 80. Does that sound right? I, I, don't, I don't really know. I just went to. Uh, that's pretty coarse. And, yeah, that's pretty that's coarse. coarse. Well, then it wasn't 80. But I got, I got it from the guy at Hirschfields, and he said, use this, and this will work just fine. And then when the rep from Storm, I told him what I did. Yeah. He said, well, that's too too fine a paper that's why it didn't uh, penetrate and I, well okay yeah. that sounds like that sounds like a bad story to me so i think it is I, a bad story <laughs> i, I, I so don't I got, like that story so I, at all so I, so I got down on my hands and knees with the belt sander again and spent another uh, four days sanding with uh with uh, weather uh, that i didn't like being out in so have you sanded it again tom I sanded it again, and now I've put now on what? another. Pro- now I put on another product, uh, TWP. TWP, yeah, I've heard of that. And, and and now I've got a nice cedar-looking deck. We'll see how long that lasts. Oh, okay. Well, good luck. Keep All us right. posted. We'd like to hear yeah. that. Is it is it on the sunny side or a shady side of the house? It's on the east east and north side of the house. Okay, so not doesn't get a ton of sun. Um, no, no, it's uh, it's it's shady enough to sit outside and have a beverage in the summer. Sure, well, keep it clean. Uh, that's the number one thing to let your deck last is to is to clean the surface so you don't get the mildew and the discoloration. So clean it clean it well every year, and and see, I'll be interested to see how it lasts. Different story there. Yeah, yeah. Eighty grit is like you said. It's that's, pretty coarse. That is not a fine. No, no. All right. Well, we'll hear when Tom calls us back. Yeah, three years from now, we'll hear. We'll, we'll hear what he has to say. All right, there's a texter, uh, Luke, that wants to know what is the best sealant for a 20 year old cedar deck. Mm. Well, a 20 year old cedar deck is is very. That's an. There's not many 20 year old cedar decks out there. Um, usually, they haven't been cared for long enough to get that far, but. I I like Penafin because of its penetrating capabilities. That would be my choice if if the surface was good. What is in there is like rosewood oil. It's a rosewood oil. Yeah. Um, most products have a linseed oil, and the rosewood is just a little bit finer, so it it penetrates better than than a lot of coatings that kind of want to sit on the surface. So I like Penafin. Um, the only thing I've ever heard of Penafin going bad or, or having an issue with is that it has grown mold from time to time. And I think that's more a circumstance of the situation that the deck is in, not the fault of the Penafin. But I like Penafin. You said you got it at what, Ace? Ace Hardware Store? Yeah, in uh, Chanhassen. Chanhassen, yeah. yeah. That's one of the, it's, it's in other places. If oh, you sure go on their is, website yeah. and Google local, yeah. you know, dealers, you can find it. But, but you're right. They, too, Penafin makes its own uh, brightener condition yep. as well. Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. Have you ever used a stripper, a stripping agent on a wood deck? Absolutely. <laughs> Mixed reviews. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I've had some success with that. Back in my college days, um, I had a painting company, and so I, uh, so I did a lot of decks, painted a lot of decks, and stripped a lot of decks with a pressure washer mostly. But pressure washers are sketchy because, especially with soft cedars, you, you almost gouge out the wood if you get too aggressive with it, so it can be hazardous to the deck. But I've used liquid strippers before and found that it's just less time and less energy to actually sand it than it is to try and use chemical strippers over and over and over again. And it gets a more even look. Yes. Than trying to, Good point. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the phones. I think Rusty's calling from uh, Minneapolis. Good morning, Rusty. Morning. Morning. So my question was, I have a, um, a, uh, a fence in my backyard that I... I put up a few years ago, and on the one side I used 
treated pine, you know, it kind of looks like cedar. Yep. And I put that up one, one summer, and then the next summer I completed the, the fence and put up cedar on the other side. And the funny thing is, like I guess that was about seven years ago. Now the, the cedar side's all gray. It's, it's, you know, the, the, the boards are kind of um, you know, warping a little bit, but that treated pine on the other side looks like it's brand new. You know, yep. I never put any sealant on it or anything. And yep. I'm, just, I'm considering redoing it. You know, on, on the one side and just putting up that treated pine, it's actually less expensive than the cedar. That's right. Yeah. So I, I want, but, okay, go ahead. What's your question? Well, my question was, is that a good idea? I mean, I, I mean, because I didn't put any sealant on it or anything, and the, yep. the guy at the at, at, at Home Depot said, you don't need to with this stuff. It just it'll, you know, I'm like, gosh, why didn't I do that in the first place? Yep. You know? No. And uh, what's the advantage to using cedar? I guess maybe that's a question. <sighs> cedar brand new cedar is beautiful um and it it is naturally somewhat rot resistant but especially with a fence a lot of that those fence panels are down close to the ground where you don't get good airflow so cedar um just doesn't last not here not in these conditions um without regular maintenance both of them if you put them up are gonna the the ultraviolet rays of the sun are gonna discolor it and turn it gray but that treated wood will not require you to treat it with anything in order to preserve it. It will require you to do that if you want to keep it a shiny new look, a fresh paint, a fresh look. But it doesn't require that. So I, I don't, I almost, we, I never advise people to put cedar decking on a deck. Never. Hmm. Ever. It, it, my choice is always to use a treated wood if they must have a wood surface and they don't want to use synthetic or a fence, I would use treated wood because the cedar just does not hold up. Like you're experiencing, Rusty, it's you're, you're splintering, cracking, and it doesn't mean that cedar can't hold up. It means that if you don't carefully treat that regularly, it's going to fail. And it starts at the ends of the boards and works its way in. All right, Rusty, thank you. Appreciate the call. Rusty leaves that line open, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, send a text message to uh, Luke with the same number, 651-989-9226. Tell you what, let's go uh, to North Branch. I think Lloyd is there with a question. Lloyd, you're on with Luke. Uh, Yes, thanks uh, for coming back. Um, I have a decking that was probably put on about uh, 18 years ago. It's a composite, and I believe the brand was Rhino. I saw, I remember the guy putting it in, put, uh, made, uh, use a, a, a guide to make sure the space between was about a quarter inch. But now, apparently, the wood has expanded, and the, there's hardly any cracks between them. Mm. Could I... Uh, take skill saw and uh, widen them, just run a saw blade through there? Or will that ruin the uh, composite uh, uh, decking? The answer is you could do that. It is a challenge um, because to get your... To, to get that blade to yeah. run through there smoothly is going to be a challenge. There. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely can do it. What's happened is Rhino is a product that's a, a, a normal composite that has a mixture of, of sawdust mixed with PVC, yeah. and so that's it's taken on the moisture, it's expanded, it's swelled, which is why I try to stay away from them. But that's you know, 18 years ago, that's what was available. 
So yes, you can do that, but it is you'd have to do it with a skill saw uh, or or perhaps a router. But you you you'd have to have a nice guide. You'd I, somehow I would set up a jig where you can run that saw and follow a straight guide. So you take the the natural weave of your hand out of that process uh, because it can be kind of dangerous. If uh, you know, and I'd set that saw blade to only the thickness of the decking if it's if you know set it an inch and a quarter or whatever, and then just it'd be a, it's not going to be an easy thing to do Lloyd but you're a north branch viking that shouldn't be too hard <laughs> all right <laughs> i like that yeah i grew up in i i grew up as a kid in north branch oh you did thing. oh absolutely oh, yeah right. built started my first built my first homes with my father in north branch we built many homes in north branch no kidding you bet You've a lot of experience Panics there. Panics construction is legendary in north branch and we have them right here in the studio right here there you go uh, Luke, we have to take a real fast break here. So, uh, folks, hang on. Callers, hang on. We'll get to your calls. Or uh, we got to pick up on some text messages here when we come back as well. We're talking decks and decking with uh, Luke Panic, who is the deck and port specialist with Linda's Construction, answering your calls and your text. And good morning. Welcome back uh, to this portion of our home improvement show. If you happen to have any kind of a home improvement question, I want to add that too, because Luke, cause Luke, we were just talking about uh, Luke's experience way back when. Because you're a young guy, but I mean, you you started young with uh, your dad and and uh, building things. You bet, like was, homes. Yeah, my dad was a builder. My grandfather was a builder. And you built your own home now. I mean, recently, yeah, I've built several homes. But I grew up when I was. Four or five years old, my summers were on the job site with a tool belt, and I didn't get any tools, but I got a tool belt. <laughs> That's and a start. You start with a broom. In construction, the first yep. thing they hand you is a broom, and uh, you walk around, sweep, and, and that's where you begin. But yeah, we did, uh, my dad and my grandfather, they did everything. Uh, they did the, the, the cement work, the foundations, the, the sheetrock, the framing, the finish work. Well-rounded. So, you learn it all, and yeah. uh, except for the plumbing and the you know the HVAC work uh, and electrical; those were always subs. But sure, that, that was a lot of carpenters at that point in time. They were the general, they were the builder, they were the framer, they were the table. You learned a lot at a young age. Then I learned you? a lot at a young age, and uh, so I went to college uh, so that I wouldn't have to ever have to do anything with construction. <laughs> Look at you! Look at me now, huh? How about that? <laughs> All right. If you have a question, especially if you uh, any kind of a construction question, but specifically if you have a deck question. Uh, Luke is the deck specialist here for Linda's construction. All right, uh, let's get some text messages here. I don't want to forget about Luke. Uh, This is a longer text question. Uh, Based on a previous caller, uh, no cedar resting on concrete. So how would I create a cedar trellis that would need two support posts within the area that is already laid with concrete? Remove the square section and make footings. Maybe a metal support framework to hold the cedar above and out of the ground elements. Yeah. One easy thing to do to keep, and that's a great point, is that if you provide an air gap somehow between that cedar and that cement, it'll last twice as long. And if, it, if you ever, a lot of people, I go out to their homes and they have cedar posts that are going into the ground, and right where it meets the ground, it's all soft. You can stick your finger sure. right into it. But about two inches up, hard as a rock. So what's happening there is it's wicking moisture from the soil and creating enough moisture that fungus can grow and deteriorate the wood. So we use a thing called a post standoff, and you can buy these anywhere. You can buy them for 4x4s or 6x6 posts. 
and it's a metal bracket that you can fasten down onto concrete, and then you can set the post on it and fasten the post to that bracket, and it gives that post about a half inch, three-quarters of an inch of an air gap so that it's not in direct contact, but it positively attaches that post to the cement or your footing or whatever else. Now, the problem with a trellis is that the trellis can have, it has to have sufficient bracing so that it doesn't want to sway back and forth. Uh, To avoid that, you'd have to actually put the posts into the ground like fence posts. And if you did that, you'd have to use a treated wood if you're going to put them into the ground. Uh, So it depends on the circumstance. But as long as your trellis is designed to sit on top of something because it has the right lateral bracing gussets, if you will, we sometimes call them so that it won't rack or uh, shift, uh, a, a post standoff would be perfect in that situation. Okay. Good. 651-989-9226. Texter says, I want to replace the cement slab under my deck with a new deck. There are two block retaining walls on the slabs, probably on the sides of the slab, it says. Uh, Will they have to be removed before pouring a new slab? Got a picture of that. I'm trying to... I thought that your part of your question said you wanted to replace he the slab to with replace, the deck. Yeah, cement slab under my deck with a new deck. There are two block retaining walls on the sides of the slab. Well, they have to be removed before pouring a new slab. I don't okay. get it. Yeah, so I, I think the deck is a mis- I think he wants to pour new concrete under his deck. There's an existing deck there, and it's it's being okay. edged. The edge That's of that is true. a retaining wall block, and he's wondering, do I have to remove the retaining wall blocks in order to pour the new concrete? The answer is no. That that retaining wall should be able to stay in place uh, unless – you know, without seeing it, that's what I'm guessing is that the retaining wall is acting as the edge or the barrier of the cement underneath the deck. So, no, I have I see no reason why you couldn't jackhammer out the you get a again fun job, but yeah. jackhammer that up enough so that you can get it out in pieces, and then uh, and then pour a new slab. We have great ways of getting concrete in in crusty corners these days. Uh, there's two different types of concrete pumps that we use. So, um, sometimes people think they have to remove a wall. Well. We get we get uh, concrete pumps, hose lines that are only four inches in diameter, so the cement truck can be in, in the street. Oh, and the concrete pump will show up, and the concrete gets dumped into the concrete pump truck, and then that hose goes all the way, runs all the way around your house. It's a heavy when it's full of concrete. Oh, I but, bet uh, the concrete comes out the end of the hose, and so you can you can pump that concrete wherever you need it. And then they have aerial ones that are big crane ones that go over the top of your house if need be. Wow. Uh, so it's called a line pump or an aerial pump. But either way, we can get concrete wherever it needs to go without removing tanning wall blocks. Absolutely. Never heard of that before. Oh, it's fantastic. And it beats the old wheelbarrow we used to use. <laughs> oh, I bet it does. <laughs> back and forth, back oh, and forth, yeah. back and forth. I bet you've done that a few times. Oh, lots too. of times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. We have textures here I don't want to forget about uh, anymore. Uh, what do you think... Now this I've heard of the name of the brand certainly Cabot. Cabot. What do you think about using quote deck correct by Cabot for an older deck? My cedar deck is thirty five years old. Yeah. Some of the boards have been replaced. I think that uh, Cabot's is one of those products that's a quality quality in the middle realm of all the products out there. Uh, I've used I've seen Cabot's before. I've seen it used as a siding. Stain before they make oil-based stuff. I don't believe it's special, different than most of the other uh, normal uh, oil-based uh, stains. I think it's a top coat product that's going to sit on the surface 
get some penetration. Uh, I would use the semi-trans and not a solid color if I was to use a Cabot, uh, in my opinion. But um, I think with regular maintenance, it, it, it's it's just, it's a very much a fine product. I remember, uh, boy, do I ever uh, staining my house myself. Uh, really, it, t- take, it took a while, months. I've, st- I've done it twice. One, they both were Cabot. One was oil, and okay. the second time, because I didn't want to keep using mineral spirits. Was acrylic, yeah, and I, it lasted a long time. I think that the acrylic stain, the solid color acrylic yes, stains, exactly. are really good. Yeah, Sherwin Williams. When I was in college and painting, we used woodscapes a lot. It was a woodscapes product with acrylic stain that was far better than the solid color oil stains. It was easier to use. It would hold its color better. It would fade less. It was more flexible. It was it was a good product, but it was still thin enough. It wasn't like a heavy coat of paint. It was still thin enough that yes. it preserved that texture of the wood. I think the new acrylic stains are far better than solid than the oil solid oil ones. Myself, for, for, I'm hearing for walls that. for in solid fact, I, for I, walls, I, not for not that. Okay, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna walk on it, yeah, you don't, don't want do anything it. anything acrylic. You want oil based, but if it's gonna be on a wall, find a find a acrylic product of some sort. All right. Texter says, we have an aluminum uh, rail that's coated black. It is faded, and we cannot get the luster back. Any ideas? Mm, time to paint it. Yeah. Um, if it's old enough, uh, uh, well, that's the, that's the struggle with aluminum. It oxidizes. It has to be painted. Uh, you can buy s- specific paints for that. At your good, go to your Hirschfields, go to your, your Sherwin-Williams, and buy direct-to-metal DTM paint. Uh, you can use a foam roller. Oh, yeah. uh, that leaves a nice kind of a matte finish. Uh, you, brush marks on a metal railing just don't look right. So I would buy a small little foam roller and a little pan and a little bit of, you know, and just, just go at it. But a foam roller will leave a pretty nice finish on a, on a rail system. It's got to be cleaned well. Get that oxidizing off there. It's cleaned well, and you absolutely can paint it. All right. Let's see. What else? We've got about a minute to go. Uh, where's the next one? Will cedar posts last as long as treated pine? No way. Uh, not uh, Never. Uh, cedar is, uh, is good as long as it's not in ground contact. It's got airflow, but it just won't last like treated wood. Not, not even close. This, uh, this texture is their final one, by the way. What grit of sandpaper should be used to sand the deck? We were talking about that yeah. a bit ago. Yeah. Do but you what? remember when you sanded yours? Maybe, I, I would think maybe 100 grit. Maybe you start with like an 80, but then maybe. Indeed, that's exactly what happened. I, I 80 think and then. Maybe and then, uh-huh. that, that to me would be pretty coarse. So I would think yeah. maybe 100 grit or, or, or 120 at the is about as, about as uh, fine as I would go. And the belt sander can be pretty aggressive. So That's we used we used yeah. a lot of uh, uh, random orbit. Yes. Uh, besides, it, yeah. was, it, it was a labor of love, but uh, it turned out. So, yeah. Luke, great to see you again. Thanks for having me. Thanks Gary. for all your help. If you, you want to get in touch with Luke at uh, Linda's Construction, as we say, the easiest number to remember: one eight hundred Leaf Guard.